0: Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty-gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft, and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors where we get the low down of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wingwoman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a great segment today called interviews with sponsors and joining me is Alicia and she's from Bomb. She's a national speaker. She's originally from Vancouver and she came to bomb with a decade of experience in actually massage therapy. I'm so happy to have you Alicia today. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to join you today. Amazing and I love Bomb Bomb. I originally stumbled upon you at Legendary Lift event a couple of months ago. And I know that Bomb Bomb is really about helping professionals communicate through video. And to me, your presentation was absolutely extraordinary. Just the way you presented and the way that you came together at this event was just incredible. And it really left an impression on me. That's why I wanted you to come and talk to us about Bomb Bomb. So, some people will think, What is Bomb Bomb? So, why don't you talk to us about what it is and how you've come from massage therapy to really sales to a completely different industry?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So BombBomb essentially is video for communication as opposed to video for marketing. Now, we are a full email marketing platform, and so people use us for marketing as well. But so often when people think of video for marketing, they're immediately thinking of your social media, your YouTube, your website. And yet, We do most of our business communication over email and text message, especially email marketing. So what BombBomb is, is we are video, but simple video to get you face-to-face with more people more often, to get you face-to-face with your potential customers, to get you face-to-face with your past clients and your current customers, because humans communicate most naturally face-to-face, right? All of the human elements of communication, eye contact, body language, tonality, these are what make us more persuasive and give people the ability to connect with us. And yet when you're sending plain text emails, you miss out on all of those human elements. We talk about it as rehumanizing your communication because ultimately at the end of the day, the messenger is the most important piece when you're talking about business communication. And when you're sending plain text emails, you miss out on the messenger piece. And we just really want to give people the ability to to put the messenger back into their email communication.
0: I mean, I love that because email, like you said, is so boring. I always try to improve it with punctuation and try to come across as a little bit more, but... With BombBomb, I'm able to record easily in 30 seconds or less and send out things and messages to clients that are really more receptive to responding to me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Even sponsors too. When I send them a video message, they respond. And tell me, is that kind of a proven fact for BombBomb that you get more open rates or more responses?
1: Absolutely. Over and over across the board, video increases your open open rates, it increases your click-through rates, it increases conversion rates. People that send video for appointment confirmation see an increase in their appointments held. It all comes back to that human element. You hit it on the head when you said you try and make it more interesting with <laughs> right? Like that's that's what we're stuck doing with our plain text email to try and add human context to it, right? We'll put a smiley face to make right. knew that that sentence was supposed to be light or whatever it is. And the actual benefit of having a human face inside of an email is endless. You think about party invites or launches, or even like you said, sponsors. Asking someone to sponsor an event via video versus asking someone to sponsor an event via plain text is gonna have a different response. It's easy to ignore black text on a white screen or to ignore a human face. And aside from the ignoring piece, it really comes down to that relationship. Absolutely. Building a relationship faster when they get to see your face.
0: Absolutely. I think with BombBomb, adding that level of human connection, it's impacted customer service. Am I right? Companies can actually do customer service, like (laughs) triple the amount that they would able to in, in that kind of black and white text.
1: Yeah, well it's definitely faster to send a video than it is to type out a plain text email. In fact, most people speak about four times faster than they can type. If someone calls into a customer service department and they're having a tech issue, for a customer service rep to be able to just press that record button and explain Versus trying to type it out, not only are you getting the benefit of more clear communication, but customer service companies that have incorporated BombBomb have told us that their customer satisfaction rates have increased. People feel more taken care of. They feel closer to their tech help company just simply by getting to see the person's face rather than the plain text. And Mm -hmm. it also, the side benefit is that when your customer service reps send a video, they're going to get responses, (laughs) right? Because when they see a human face, it's different, right? The reason why we struggle with internet trolls is because it's faceless, right? Whereas when a customer service rep is able to send a video to a frustrated client and say, hey, it's Alicia from such and such company. I'm so sorry that you're frustrated today, or I'm so sorry that this broken thing frustrating you. I'm here to help. It changes the conversation.
0: Right. You've heard the quote, eyes are the window to the soul so connecting with somebody I mean even through video is going to be important and it's also going to matter more and people are going to say wow she took the time to respond to me and do even a quick video um, you did at the legendary life event and you were sponsor there you showed a video of somebody who I remember he was a guy with a daughter that actually I guess she came into the video uh, is that right <laughs> that's right tell me the background on that
1: That was a real estate agent and that one was a lead response, which is such a great way to incorporate video. Again, regardless of what industry you are in, as soon as someone contacts you and reaches out to you, you want to make sure that you have a nice, warm, effective response to them. So in that case, it was Jesse and someone had filled out a lead form on his website. He got notified of it and he was at the park with his daughter. So rather than ignoring that client or sending a plain text email saying I can't talk right now he just pulled out his phone and he sent a simple human video response saying hey I would love to talk to you I'm excited to talk about what's happening over in River Heights but I'm at the park with my daughter right now I'm not available but I'll call you later and it wasn't planned it wasn't scripted his daughter kind of popped in her face and said hi probably three years old at the time (laughs) And that kind of quick, easy video response, our clients tell us over and over again, it helps them convert leads at a higher rate. It helps them convert leads faster. It moves people through a pipeline faster. And it's just for the simple fact of the human connection piece, right? People want to work with someone they know, like, and trust. These aren't sales buzzwords. This is actually the way the world works. Right. We want to work with someone we can connect with. And video gives you the opportunity to connect as illustrated by that example. I always say to groups all the time when I show that video, Jesse had pulled out his phone and sent a text message with the same verbiage. I'm at the park with my daughter. I'm not available, but I would love to talk to you later. He would not have gotten the same kind of response The I want to bring bubbles to the appointment for your daughter. In all likelihood, Mm -hmm. this woman had no relationship with him at all. Had she received a plain text message saying, I'm not available to you right now. I'll call you later. It's true.
0: Even having those two instances side by side video versus the text, I would have been like, oh, you're at the park with your daughter. Okay. You know, and just kind of taking it as me almost like negative. But then seeing it in the video, I was like, wow, that is so great. It gave me different perspectives and different ways to process that information, even though it's exactly the same.
1: Yep, exactly. It comes back to that rehumanizing, the way we communicate in our business, right? One of my favorite quotes came from Tiffany Bova. She's the evangelist at Salesforce, obviously Salesforce, Mm -hmm. massive multi-billion dollar international company. (laughs) And I got to see Tiffany speak at an event. And what she said was, automate the things you can, but human contact can never be automated, which I love because all of us were being pulled in so many different connections and we're looking for ways to streamline our business and be more effective. And that human piece, you can't automate. However, you can scale it. And that's what I love about video is that you're scaling the face-to-face time one of the things I teach on is sending happy birthdays video to a past client. I love that. You scale that by showing up at your client's houses and wishing them happy birthday and <laughs> right? You scale that with video and still be able to look at a client. I say, look at them in the eye. They feel like you're looking at them in the eye, but you're still getting that face-to-face connection.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I love that. I think that is just it's a new element now to business. And I personally love BombBomb. And I've used it throughout the last couple of months, but my time is to go all in. So that brings me to my the actual segment itself is talking about sponsorship. Now, this is a question I get all the time. Yeah. And over and over in my masterminds, in my courses, my group programs, and people ask me, okay, How do you get sponsorship? What do you do? How do you do the email sequence that's behind the scenes? And what is exactly that people say yes to? So Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, what does BombBomb look for in a potential event that they're going to be sponsoring? What are things that you say yes to? So it's certainly shifted over the last few years as we grow and have
1: to be more judicious as to where we can sponsor. But there's a few things that I know right out of the gate we always look for. For us as a company, having speaking time is really important to us because of what we do is so visual, right? Like of course, what we do has a high impact from a standpoint of someone being able to see it and having the aha. Like you just said, when you saw the video, being able to understand the impact it has. So for us, that's always a big one. Are you going to give us an opportunity to get in front of the people at your event and share what we do? Now, we are very, very careful about our speaking time being more educational and not salesy, as you saw at Legendary. Oh, it
0: was. It was so impactful, but inspiring, too. Um, So, yeah, totally non pitch (laughs) So speaking time is one of those things that's really important to us. One of the other things
1: is, are they aligned? Is the company that's looking to ask us to sponsor an event, are they aligned with our values as a company? And that's a really big one. BombBomb as a company, our core values are not just words that we put up on our wall. Humility and flexibility and having fun and service. It's important to us to sponsor events that they align with our values as a company. This idea of rehumanizing communication and treating your customers as if they have value and not just someone else to bring you more money. So mm-hmm. aligned with our company values is also obviously a really big one and then the third piece that i would say we're always looking for is good fit with our product obviously We're a sales product. So we have a big, wide open network of people and we work with real estate agents and mortgage professionals and auto sales and things like that. But it comes down to the event we're going to. Is it focused on marketing and communication? Yes, anyone can use our tool, but the people that are most likely to be interested in it are people that are in the marketing space, either as a entrepreneur or smaller type companies.
0: I would say those are definitely the three biggest things that we look at in regards to sponsorship okay that's amazing now another question I get that is really I guess juicy is what makes a great pitch now if somebody came to you and gave you <laughs> a video recording of their event would you place that an higher priority than another event that just gave you an email so tell me what you think makes a great pitch when someone comes to you and says hey sponsor our event Well,
1: I think video is obviously going to have a big impact, not just because we're a video company, but because it does give you an opportunity to show. And not just talk about. But I think you have to think about it in terms of sales as good sales communication. So I think being really, really clear about what you're looking for and the expectation of what would be required of us as a company for sponsorship. I think I get a lot of requests over email from, I've been at an for event, sure. hey, will you do our event? And a lot of times people don't have a clear breakdown of what they want from a sp- right that is something that we run into all the time they may not have their clearly laid out packages perhaps they're afraid of asking mm-hmm. maybe they're wanting to build custom packages so they don't exclude anyone but I know from our side as a company, it's really frustrating to not know ahead of time exactly what you're looking for in terms of cost and commitment and time and what's involved versus what we're going to get out of it. So I think having a really, really clear ask ahead of time is important.
0: Mm, Great
1: really clear about how much it's going to cost and what you're hoping to get out of it.
0: So you prefer more of a structured tier package system versus a custom package? Because that's, again, another question we get. Do we offer them plan or package A, B, and C? Or do we say, hey, BombBomb, I've created something for you that I think that would work? As an organization,
1: I'd say we're definitely open to that the more we've created a custom package for you. But I know the organization of the size that we're at now, I mean, we have 160 employees here. Oh, wow. At the size of that we are now, it generally is a lot easier to have a clear cut package level just because we get asked to sponsor so many events or trying to work with lots of different event planners on custom packages. It becomes difficult.
0: Of course. And I mean, you know, event planners working with sponsors, same thing, right? Goes both ways. But that's great. I love that. Because it gives perspective on just how important it is for a fairly large company to just pick and maybe customize one thing versus the whole thing and going back and forth. Is there a sweet spot of a time where you say, I'm going to seek out these events next year and I'm going to sponsor them? Is there a timeline? Do you plan six months in advance, eight months in advance? What is the timeline that you plan your events and sponsorship?
1: I am not the ideal person to answer. (laughs) I just don't know. I know some of our events are events that we go to every single year. Got it year over year. And some of them we sponsor as they pop up. There's really only, I would say, a handful of events that we proactively look down the road at as our company goals. A lot of our events that we're going to on a regular basis at this point, we've been to year over year. Interesting.
0: That's really good to know. Now, what about advice for those looking for sponsorship? If they're brand new, and they just say, I have no idea where to start, or they want to come to you for sponsorship, do you have any advice as first time event planners or sponsorship coordinators?
1: I think having a good customer profile so that as an organization that you're approaching, they understand who exactly is going to be at your event and the purpose of it. I know events have different purposes. They just do. And some events are definitely more geared towards selling. And the people that are showing up at that event are coming with the expectation that they are going to be looking at tools to benefit their business, a potential for them to purchase. That's a much more attractive event for a marketer to say yes to than sometimes like one day type workshop events. We find over and over and over again that a lot of like the one day workshops, people don't show up with the intention of researching tools. Mm-hmm. For a company, if we're sponsoring that event and we're putting money into it and the people that are showing up at the event aren't actually showing up with an expectation of purchasing something, it can be a lot harder to work over that. So being really, really clear about who your customers are. What the benefit of that event is really going to help an organization make a decision. And then I would recommend relationships always comes back to this. As with any kind of sales technique, quite often it takes eight to 12 touches before people are even paying attention to you. So you want to make sure that the very first conversation isn't the, hey, will you marry me? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Spend some time building that relationship. Go on LinkedIn, research the organization. Find out who you should be talking to And start building the relationship and know that it's going to take time. The brand recognition matters. The more often that they can see your brand, whether you're doing some specific targeting on social media so that they see your brand in their newsfeed, sending a couple items of value. I would always, always encourage with prospecting because event prospecting is a lot like sales prospecting. It is. And if the only thing that you're sending is, Hey, are you going to sponsor my event? (laughs) did you look at the event package yet? It almost becomes more like the buzzing fly that you can't get rid of, as opposed to if you're delivering value on a regular basis. Hey, I thought you might find this article interesting. Hey, I just wanted to introduce you to someone that I think might be a great referral partner or whatever it is. If you're finding ways to bring value in those eight to 12 touches, you're much more likely going to actually get engagement as opposed to those 8 to 12 touches just being the, hey, have you looked at my package yet? Hey, what do you think?
0: Exactly. I think a lot of event planners or people that put on events in general, they rely so much on sponsorship as their main budget, main income. (laughs) So it's almost like this desperation of outreach, And sometimes that is like, hey, did you get my package? Did you get my package? I really want you to sponsor. And so I think a lot of those planners get into the sales zone, like you said, where they're saying, please sponsor my event because I need the money to to actually put the event on is what I've seen. I don't know if you've seen that in the past, but it's a great idea too, I think just to add to that, to start sooner than later. A lot of people start way too late in the process of sponsorship two to three months before, and they should have been starting eight to 12 months before doing what you say, reaching out, nurturing, saying, Hey, getting a coffee, just being a human, right? Rather than a sales machine.
1: That's exactly what it is. It's about being a human rather than just being a sales machine. Video gives you a great opportunity to introduce yourself and to rehumanize that relationship earlier. But you are exactly right. Starting earlier and thinking of ways that you can provide value to that organization before you start asking them for money is going to get you a lot further Mm -hmm.
0: down the road. Just advice to tacking on to that is a lot of people start the sponsorship for the money, which it's all about. But I always encourage people to see how you work with a potential sponsor in the beginning too. So maybe some pre-sponsorship or pre-marketing collaboration. So like a webinar or like a joint article or something of that sort to see if you really jive together. Because on paper, if your mission is the same as your events mission, but realistically in person, it doesn't jive well. You're entering a 12-month contract sometimes with somebody that you don't like. (laughs) So have you ever done something like this where the collaboration was more than just the event or something before the event? Because of the
1: uniqueness of our industry where we work so much with real estate and mortgage, yes, a lot of times we do. A lot of times we will do a webinar with a real estate brokerage or with a named franchise like the big ones, Remax, Keller, William. A lot of times we will do some pre-event stuff with them just to both work with the events team as well as for us to get exposure with the clients before we show up again. Sales is all about exposure and familiarity. The more time that people see your name and see your logo and hear it, it's going to benefit you. So we definitely have done stuff like that. We do co-branded webinars with our partners. We do co-branded sends sometimes like that. So we definitely have been open to that in the past. And just for exactly what you said, to make sure that we align well as an organization and that we work well before actually getting into a bigger long-term sponsorship commitment.
0: Absolutely. I have to ask you too, before I'm going to jump ship here for a quick second. How did you come from massage therapy (laughs) to what you're doing now? Because I know it was on your bio.
1: (laughs) So I was a massage therapist for 13 years. I ran my own business for a large portion of that. And I kind of got to a point where there was two things. Number one, it's hard to make a living as a massage therapist because you only get paid when your hands are on someone. <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> but it's true. So there's only so many hours in the day. Plus, I'm a mama. We talked about that. And so you have to be available when people are not at work, which means that my kids were home and I was trying to hustle on the sides. And then my boss. Body started breaking down. Just you do massage for 13 years and you've got some pre-arthritic joint stuff happening there. So I was just looking for something else and was introduced to the company by a friend of a friend. And they actually started me in support because I was starting fresh. So that was their entry level. And I was doing phone support and answering the phones and helping customers with their tech issues. But I showed some natural ability for sales really early on. And I was given an opportunity to move over to inside sales after just a couple months in support. And I did inside sales for a year and a half. And then after a year and a half, I was promoted to our enterprise division. And I started selling large accounts in our enterprise division. And then I did that for about a year and a half and then was offered this role of national speaker where I get to travel all over the U.S. and Canada and educate and inspire and attend events and network. And I love it. I feel like I have the best
0: job in the world. That's incredible. What a great story, too, because you started from just starting over and working your way up to something that... that is very inspiring because I have seen you speak and it's just incredible what you've done so far. So thank you for that little story behind the scenes. Any last words about sponsorship that you want to put out there for our listeners that are thinking of perhaps getting sponsorship next year at their events or are looking at some ideas on picking companies, anything else that you want to wrap up with? I would just encourage you to think about video
1: in your prospecting. I have one of the areas where we have a fair amount of customers are speakers and coaches. And they tell me all the time that using video, when they're introducing themselves to a company that they want to speak to, or that they're wanting to be invited to come speak to, this is an area where speakers and coaches tell me all the time that the video piece completely sets them apart from any other speaker, any other coaches that that event might be interviewing. I would encourage you to think about it the same way. When you're thinking about prospecting to companies for sponsoring events, I would encourage you to think about trying video and just see how it goes see if you're getting more engagement see if people are more receptive to your message because You're getting to touch on that human element. So I would encourage you to think about video, to give it a go in your event prospecting because there's probably not other event planners reaching out in video the same way. So you really have a huge differentiation there. So that would be what I would want to leave you with is to think about incorporating video for your event prospecting.
0: I love it. And so how can we find BombBomb online? Is it bombbomb.com? How can we reach you on Facebook or Instagram or all all that fun stuff? If you go to bombbomb.com forward slash
1: next steps. You can sign up for a free trial there. Just bombbomb.com will give you an opportunity to explore our website and check things out. But if you want to give it a go, you can go to bombbomb.com forward slash next steps and sign up for a free trial. You can find BombBomb on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. I'm also pretty active on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm on Instagram as AL underscore and then Baruti, my last name. So that's AL underscore, underscore B-E-R-R-U-T-I.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, for joining me. Great name, by the way. And if you are using BombBomb now, after you've listened to this recording, and you have received some great responses, tag me on Instagram as well. Let me know and tag Alicia on Instagram and BombBomb, seeing how your relationships and your next level sponsorships are evolving with this new technology. So I appreciate you, Alicia, and thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the six figure event podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the events.